Hello and welcome to a special presentation from In The Money Media and Santa Anita. This is our big cap day, pick six live stream, rescheduled live stream. We were originally supposed to do this last night. The races were originally supposed to be Saturday, but because of this crazy weather that's going on in Southern California, not sure what's going on out there. The racing is now going to be on Sunday, and that means there's a few very meaningful changes, and we'll start the show talking about those. So originally, the ultimate betting challenge scheduled for Saturday was meant to be Gulfstream and Santa Anita. That's going ahead, but it's now just going to be Gulfstream. Meanwhile, there's been a new pop-up contest, a, a hot shot contest, if you will, for Santa Anita Sunday, a big cap challenge. I think it's 1500 bucks to enter that one. That's going to be just Sunday at Santa Anita. Look, I mean, obviously it would have been better to do it as planned, but this is a really cool thing they're doing, trying to uh, give an opportunity for the Southern California players to have their own tournament and an opportunity for uh, those generalists out there to play twice and win um, cash and Breeders' Cup betting challenge seats and NHC seats twice in the same weekend. To learn more about it, expressbet.com slash tournaments is the place that you want to go. Reach out to me uh, on social media at Looms Boldly. If you have any further questions, I'll point you in the right direction. Another little wrinkle as I do my filibuster as we allow people to join us during the show. Another little wrinkle with Santa Anita moving to Sunday, there is a Preakness future wager this weekend. It was originally, well, it is still going to close Saturday at 8, but that means the San Felipe, a race we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the show, will be run after the future bet closes. Some people would say, well, that's crazy. I say, no, 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 it's an opportunity. Now, if you like Nisos as a horse with a future, uh, instead of taking one to five on him, and the San Felipe on Sunday, maybe you bet him in the future pool and hope he goes off, you know, three to one or something. I think the math will be in your favor. Anyway, we'll talk more about that as we go, but do check out the Preakness Future Wager this weekend. Wherever you uh, play, go ahead and look at the drop down. There should be a special one for the Preakness Future Wager, especially ExpressBet and First.com. Peter Thomas Fornital back with you in the Brooklyn Bunker once again. Very happy to be joined by two men I always love to talk about when it comes to California racing. We'll start with the man. The, ro the roles were reversed last weekend when he hosted me. Now the universe is back as it belongs. I'm in uh, the bunker here in Brooklyn. He's still out there in Southern California. We had a whole gag when he had to uh, pinch hit for Tom Quigley at the last minute um, last weekend that, that he had him uh, tied up under his desk. And it was a king of comedy situation. Hopefully TQ is back out safe and uh, no law enforcement people are after Jeff Chappie Chapman. Chappie, how are things? I'm good. Yeah, they pulled me out of the bullpen at the last second. And it was so fun to have the roles reversed with you and I. We had, we had a few laughs, that's for sure. But it was very enjoyable. And it was good to see you out on the West Coast. Uh, it was great. You know, always the Logan Swede and getting to see uh, our other guest in the, the other suites upstairs. That was fun. The handicapping started off slow, but I, th I think we picked up as the day went along. And uh, I feel like if I didn't cover myself in glory, I at least didn't disgrace myself. Always important when you're on television. The man we speak of who we got to hang out with in the suites on, uh, it was fr last Friday, uh, a week ago today at Santa Anita, one of the most popular guests that we've ever had on these airwaves. He's a professional horse player, and his opinion is always worth listening to. He's Duke Matisse. Duke, how are things? Hey, Pete, everything's good. Uh, I don't know uh, what they're talking about rain. I got sunny skies here uh, in California right now, so I'm not, I don't know what everybody's worried about rain. <laughs> 
How many miles? You're not that far. What are you, 50 miles for 30 miles from Santa Anita? Yeah, about 50 miles from Santa Anita. I mean, it, there, the rain says it says it's coming, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see for sure. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, we've had a lot of rain, but um, right now all, all, all things are good here. Chappie, we know you have By the to way, get up Dean, early. What's that? I was going to say, before we get started, uh, Duke, were, were, are you a new Hall of Famer? Dude, yes, are we allowed to was, talk about that? I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, the NHC Hall of Fame. Yes, I was. Fantastic. That's great news. I wasn't sure if it was official yet or not. I sort of let that slip on the show the other day, and then I realized I hadn't seen a press release yet. But that is the <laughs> proper way to introduce you now as Hall of Famer. Happy. I know you got to wake up at 5.30 on Saturday morning, so this question isn't relevant for you. But, Duke, what's in your glass? Uh, I'm doing a little Chardonnay today. Nice, nice. The so, cake bread, or, or are you are you, you you spreading your, your your wings far and wide? I think this is not cake bread. This is uh, Gergich Hills, I think. Oh, I love Gergich Hills. That's a great, uh, great winery. Had some contact with... Uh, Violet, the daughter from the, from the house there oh, years nice. ago in a, a wine book I, I, I worked on. I mean, we we're talking back in the day at this point. But, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a solid yeah. uh, solid thing to have uh, pouring as we do the show. Um, Five o'clock your time, eight o'clock my time on a Friday night. Let's dive in to the meat. Let's let's get into this stuff, boys. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the pick six. Unless, Duke, I will throw this open to you. Did you have anything? on this Sunday Santa Anita card in the first four races that we'd be remiss in not having you speak about, or should we just kick things off with the fifth? Um, you know, I didn't look that closely. I think there was a horse in the first race. I think that I had on some kind of list, a sod of fries, got a good name too. So people can't forget that one. Um, maybe he's a five horse in race one. Uh, I think he got a pretty, uh, pretty rough trip last time. So that very much so. One horse that I would definitely uh, want to talk about, give the people. Um, I didn't go through them that closely, but I'll, I'll do it real quick. Yeah, um, take a quick look. I do love that name, Asada Fries. That reminds me of the place in, I don't know if that's a specific reference, is that place that Michelle Yu loves in San Diego. I want to say it's like Rudy's, which is like a Mexican place that does these um, um, amazing burritos that have the fries inside. I think they might call them Asada fries. I wonder if it's a reference. Uh, In Monrovia there, right? Old Town. Yes. That's, yeah. I think that's what it's called. Michelle will be mad at me if I get it wrong, but maybe somebody in, in the chat uh, can, can correct us here as well. I know we have plenty of uh, San Diegans signed on listening. Um, it's an interesting, uh, you know, it's a bit of a mixed bag in the early card. You've got, uh, you know, there's that maiden for, elders in in race three you've got some more bread and butter starter allowance and uh, and claiming stuff as well before we get into the pick six once we get to the pick six we've got a couple of high quality allowance races and the rest of them are all stakes did you see anything early duke worth mentioning or should we pivot to uh, this pick just, six? Uh, just that one horse i don't have anything else that's uh sticking out um you, are we sure we're going to be on the turf here early that's the one problem you know that's a good question chappie what are you hearing about that i mean i assume they're going to do every everything they can to make that happen with the reschedule. But obviously if, you know, if, if they get a little bit more rain than that expected, it, you know, what's interesting is though, they did, they did bother to draw Duke after they decided to move it. So I'd like to think that there's at least a good chance we're going to be on the turf, but you know, you don't know until you know, what do you know, Chad? Yeah, that's, that, that's all I know. I mean, there, there's certainly 
badly want to stay on the turf. So, you know, it just depends how much rain we get tomorrow. It kind of fluctuates. It's going to rain quite a quite a bit during the day, but it doesn't look like at this point it's a very – we've gotten a lot of heavy rain, haven't we, Duke, this month? It doesn't oh, yeah. look like it's heavy rain tomorrow. Yeah, so. it looks like a steady – Steady rain, but not not heavy. They're only talking yeah. about half an inch total, so yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Let's talk about this first race of the pick six. We've got an allowance going a mile on the turf at a field of nine going postward. Let's bring in the Hall of Famer first to give his opinion on this one. How do you <laughs> want to light this candle, Duke? Hall of Famer likes chalk in this race, unfortunately. <laughs> um it happens. Yeah. I think Crosby Beach is going to be tough to beat. Mark Glatt, you know. I mean, he's, he, I think he's uh, 60% running first or second, you know, for the meet, uh, 30-some percent winners. And this horse just looks like it fits perfectly with the Tory. Just going to sit just behind the speed and uh, pounce on him. And it looks like he's going to be very tough to beat. And I think there's plenty of speed, you know, ahead of him with uh, the likes of Genius Jimmy. Uh, he should set a good, I would say, a decent pace for sure. So, I think he'll get a little bit to run at. And um, I think the only other horse I think that could upset maybe would be Kerry uh, Gold. Kerry Gold is an interesting Peter Miller horse that he took over that's run only once on the turf uh, since he took it over and won. And then he ran twice on the dirt, and I have him against the track both times. So uh, going back to the turf, he would be my second choice, Kerry Gold, uh, number three. Let's talk about Crosby Beach for another minute, just in terms of the Detori factor. You know, obviously Detori riding so much out there over the last two years in the winter time. A rider you were familiar with clearly for a very long time, given how closely you follow racing. How important of a jockey change is Detori to you generally? How impressed are you with him? Is is he worth something? I mean, you're a guy who's really about form and figures, but is Detori good enough that you notice when he gets on a horse for the first time, like with Crosby Beach? I tell you, one place where I do I do pay attention very closely to that is in the down the hill races, because Detori um, he understands that. You have to you have to move your horse into position early in that race. Where a lot of the guys they just think they can come out and they can just let the horse loaf along, and he he does the exact opposite. Even if he breaks a hair slow, you'll notice he he'll 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 niggle at the horse to get the horse up into position. And by the time he hits that that corner, almost every time he's where he wants to be, and and nobody else seems to be able to to do that consistently. Uh, I think. Back in the day, I think there was a couple of guys that were really good at it, like Dilla Husay and uh, and Pinkai, but nobody really sticks out when it comes to that down the hill course like he does. And he's got an amazing, amazing record on it so far this year. Pval, another one I think of when you talk about that Duke as somebody yeah. who always got a little bit more speed out of a horse than you would think that they would on paper, including the including the downhill for those of us who uh, go a few years back. Chappie, let's bring you in to talk about this fifth race at Santa Anita. Are we circling around the correct numbers when we talk about the five and the three, or do you want to bring some others into the mix? I'm, I'm going to bring a couple more in. And, you know, it's funny, Pete, you and I talked about that exact thing last week. Uh, about Tatori, especially, we did talk specifically about him down the hill. And we also mentioned, we talked about, I, it surprised me when he first came here, how, and Duke had mentioned, he's he's much more aggressive than I had it, it expected. And sometimes he'll even take a deep closer 
and it'll be on the lead. I mean, he, yep. he and you know, like Duke said, the, the good guys, they just judge pace. They know what to do, but he is, he's exceptional down the hill and much more aggressive than I had realized. I think it's a good observation. And I think he has that rep overseas as well. Um, and, and, you know, for me, he's definitely worth, I'll always know when it's first time him, I'll try to take a little bit extra notice for sure. So who do you like in this fifth Chappie? Okay. I'm going to add just a couple of horses to Duke's list. Um, the, the eight truly quality, um, this horse just absolutely added the blinkers last time was still far back, but just gobbled up ground late and flew home. And I, I, I like the turn of foot that was on a good turf, which I'm assuming we will get again. Um, so I think that's a must use. And Mike Smith has been riding better lately. Uh, he's been riding well. He's, so, he's actually one of you, I guess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's been and, in a big slump. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's kind of gotten, gotten back on the beam here as of late. And then a, a big price that I'm going to use because I do think there is some speed in here is another deep closer is the two living life. The two times this horse has ran going two turns, you know, one time was in the 10 hole, uh, kind of got motor motoring late. The last time out was rolling and then really had to alter course mid stretch and had some trouble and then kind of got rolling late a little. I think there's more there just because of the giant price. I'm going to use that horse. Makes sense. If I were to ask you, Chappie, to grade those four runners you mentioned into A's and B's or or, or give a top pick, how would you respond to that? I, I would probably go uh, my two, two, five, eight are the A's and um, two, what was the other? Two, three Wait, would be my B's. Makes sense. All right. Let's proceed here uh, on to the next race where we get into one that you might be able to do in a one word. Uh don't think we're going to spend too much time on this one. Uh, we'll keep it with you, Chappie. Can Nysos be beat? I mean, unless no shot. I mean, I have a better chance of going to the moon tomorrow than Nysos getting beat, I think. So, I mean, there's no, there's nothing to add, except for if you want to fill out the exacta, which I have no idea. But I, this horse is looks like a monster in the making. And well, it's funny because one of the guys who actually works for me is the regular writer of Nysos. Uh, and he was the regular writer of most of the good ones for Baffert. And before the first race, he said that this is the best horse he's been on since Justify. Wow. <laughs> we were just talking about Nysos a little while ago. He was in my office right before this started, but so, yeah, High very impressive. Yeah, that's uh, that, that 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 might say it all. Duke, will you spend a penny of your money in horizontals against Nysos? Yeah, just because of the value. Um, I mean, he's he's got he's going to have ninety some percent of the tickets. So, just because of that, I mean, just I mean, he could stumble out of the gate. Something could you know something weird could happen. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I will. I probably don't. I don't expect him to lose. I think the one horse that um, it just became, out of the blue, I thought the horse was terrible. And then last time, Imagination impressed me uh, with his race last time. I mean, I know he's not probably in Nysos's league, but he improved a ton. And, and now he gets to Tory, which, I mean, isn't going to hurt him. Um, I just, I thought he ran a really bang up race last time. He, he got carried out in the first turn and 
And uh, I, I didn't expect him to even, you know, run second in that race. And let alone he, he dueled with that May Mun all the way down the stretch. It showed that he, he's got, he, he's got some talent. And I, it surprised the hell out of me. So I, I'm going to throw him on maybe a ticket or two here and there. But nice old be. From the other form line, you know, coming from that May Moon form line, I do think it makes sense. It, it's hard to conjure a case why the ones that Nisos just beat are going to reverse form. So, I mean, that 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 approach makes sense to me um, for sure when it comes to the San Felipe. Let's move on to Group 1 action. Group 1, wait a second, which country am I in? Grade 1 action in the Kilroy <laughs> Mile. We're going a mile on the turf. We've got a field of nine going postward. Uh, this pretty interesting race. Chappie and I talked about it a little bit off-air. Duke, we'll throw it to you first for your thoughts on who might be the winner of this one. Again, uh, I like I like the favorite in here, morning line favorite, Easter. He's going to get plenty of pace to run at with the with the eight and the nine here. Goliad is a must-go-to-the-lead type horse, and first piece is coming out of sprints, and he shows speed. So I can't imagine they're going to sit with him. So I, it looks like there's going to be plenty of pace here, and – Easter has just been super, super impressive. He had no business winning last time out. Uh, I was there that day, and I couldn't believe uh, that he got, you know, rolling late. He was just flying. I mean, and he had uh, he got left in the gate. He was wide, and he's just been in super impressive since he's gotten in into the Demato barn. And I, I, I see him doing it again. So he's he's pretty much a single for me. Decidedly against the flow last time. Any hookups in terms of the vertical exotics, Duke, or is it more of a ver more of a horizontal race and all about Easter for you? I think I might try to get a horse like uh, Iridao or Dandy Man Shines in the exact. Uh, I think either one of those two horses, if Easter rolls by, I think they'll be picking up the pieces uh, late. So uh, two with three, four underneath, but I don't like I don't like the three or four to win the race particularly. Three or four for underneath. Strong preference for the two. Chappie, you have a slightly dissenting opinion here, but I know this is a horse you have kind of a thing for. Um, give us your case for du jour in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Duke 100%. The eight and the nine are going to hook up. You know, um, Goliad has to have the lead. First piece is every bit as quick. Easter is clearly the one to beat. I've always had a man crush on du jour, and – Pete, you were talking, we always have some of those horses that we catch at the wrong time. And I do seem to catch DeJour at the right time. So I hope I'm correct again. I love the last work on XBTV. The horse is coming in this race very nicely. I think it's going to sit back, make make a big run just like Easter. And I'm going to try to single DeJour here and that be my separator where as Easter is going to take a lot of money. And hopefully, um, you know, I can catch if I get every, you know, if I get the three to one, seven to two, I would be thrilled, and I'm going to take my shot here. Duke, what do you think about that? Do you give Dujour uh, any count in this spot, or do you think uh, Cappy's smoking something? No, I mean Dujour's a talented horse. I don't, I don't, I don't really like Baffert off layoffs on grass. I just think he trains horses way too hard, and uh, you know, I watched that workout. He did. He worked like he worked unbelievable, but. But he was flying like horses like like that don't want to be flying. They, you know, he's a closer, and I think he he, he should have been more like they should have been taking a hold of him and, and you know then let him run just the last part instead of let him just roll the whole way. Um, so I mean, I'm not going to tell Baffert how to train horses, but if he has one flaw, it's on turf. Um, and uh, I, and not only that, Dujour, with given the ground, I'm not sure Dujour is going to be that type of horse. I think he would 
prefer firm ground over over uh, a course that, that could be the good or soft. Dujure has been the exception to that rule when it comes to Baffert and training. You know, all the way back to his uh, to to his three year old year. I I, I remember um, the only reason I ended up throwing Medina Spirit into the Derby and whatever that year was, twenty twenty was when Dujure won on the undercard. I was like, well, clearly Baffert can win anything today, so we're gonna. I do think the ground concern is valid, but I also understand where Chappie's coming from. I think that the horse that you and I prefer, Duke Easter, is going to take a ton of money. Maybe Chappie ends up getting some value. We'll see how it plays out in the grade one kill row on Saturday. We've got more grade one action up next in the race that gives the day its name, the Santa Anita Handicap Field of Seven going postward. And I, I know, Chappie, we talk off air about this one, and you were thinking this was a place where we maybe didn't have to rely on the favorite. Who do you think is going to win the big cap and why? Yeah, so in my mind, uh, which is mostly wrong, Newgrange, New I, I always see now when, when Espinosa's on the horse, he wants to go. And I know Newgrange can sit, but with Victor back on, I think they send. So I think reincarnate sends as well. And I think this time around Newgate turn turns the tables on New Grange and gets the perfect trip and sits just off. Um, I actually liked Newgate last time quite a bit, but New Grange just went wire to wire, controlled the race. I think they they switched this time and, and at Newgate at a nice four to one is going to be uh, going to run big. That would be my A horse. A couple Bs, one of them that I think is very interesting. I was telling Pete earlier, I, and, and Duke will probably attest to this, he watches a lot of works. I, I had been waiting forever for salesmen to run on the dirt. And because salesmen might be one of the greatest workhorses ever. The horse works like a monster every time it works on the dirt. And, and the first couple of times it ran here was on the turf. It just baffled my mind against Azure one time, by the way, I know last time out, I singled that horse. It was got an easy lead rolled home. That won't be the case, but the last work of Mandela, you always got to watch what he does. The horse relaxed and he sat behind its workmate. I think today salesman does not go to the lead, takes back. I love Pratt being back on. And I think salesman is a very interesting horse at six to one. Five and four for Chappie in the big cap. Duke, what do you think about that? Well, I hope Chappie, I hope you're right this time. I mean, because I'm looking at my page and I got Newgate right on top here. So um, you're not, you're not always wrong, Chappie. Why do you think you're always wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Is your case similar in terms of why you put them on top? You think um, where is in the form cycle, the way the race shape? What, what are your what's your case for? for I thought I thought Newgate last time, you know, got he didn't get the best of trips. He was four wide um, on a day where I think speed and uh, towards the inside did well. Not necessarily right on the rail, but inside speed did very very well. Newgrange just controlled the pace. I mean, Baffert's no he's no dummy. He's he didn't put reincarnate in here for no reason. So. I mean, he's he's going forward. Newgate's coming from behind. You, if you, even if you watch that workout, reincarnate worked out of the gate. You could tell they were just all out in ascend. He he ran away from his mate like like after about a furlong. So you knew they were trying to get speed into him. So obviously he's he's got that on his mind. And uh, you know, Chappie who, who mentioned salesman Richard Mandela has been on fire for like I mean, 
two weeks, it's been like ridiculous. Every horse in his barn is running out lights out. So he was my second choice too. So I hope when Chappie's dead on here, I like five, four. It's a, it's a chorus with the five and the four. Before we proceed from this race, I do want to ask you guys, and we'll start with you, Duke, about Highland Falls, who certainly will be tested for class in this spot coming from those allowance races uh, back East, but it does seem notable. Brad Cox sending one over here and uh, certainly on the morning line gets a lot of respect at three to one. Do you give this horse much count or is it maybe a little too much too soon? Uh, I'm not a big fan. Um, that race has been very uh, unproductive. The race he came out of it two other than I'm surprised that Cox would even send that horse out here going from a mile and 16th to a mile and a quarter. I mean, I, I he could win, but at three to one, I say no way. I mean, he, he's not on my tickets at three to one. If he was like 10 to one, I might have him on a, as a C or something because he's got figures that are sort of fit. But I mean, though, that, that's a big jump uh, in class for me, two other than at fairgrounds to <laughs> to this race. I, I just I think he's a little bit out outclassed. I'm skeptical as well. Chappie, what do you think of Highland Falls? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical too. I was going to actually ask Duke about another horse real quick. I mean, just before we moved on, if you don't mind, no, of course. Duke, you, you watch a lot of the XBTV works. Subsandador worked very well before that last race, actually yeah. went favored off that long, long layoff and has worked very well again. Right. And now yeah. is going to get overlooked and hadn't ran in a long time, needed that rest last race. Don't, do, do you think that horse is a little sneaky in here? You know, I bet him last time. I thought he was. A, yeah. I thought he was a single last time because I know. I think we even talked about his work. Yeah. Right? yeah. I talked how good he worked, and uh, you know, he's kind of a little horse if I remember right. He's not that big, so I'm not sure the mile and a quarter is really going to be up his uh, alley. But um, again, he'd be like a seat horse too. I was five would be a salesman would be B, and then like the two, three, and six would be season. I'm pitching New Grange. I I won't have him on anything, and I won't have reincarnate on anything either. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I I was concerned about the distance for Sub Sandor as well. Would be, I think, an interesting sneaky long shot, choppy, like a, at a shorter distance type race. But that extra variable makes me a little bit uh, cynical personally. Let's talk about this ninth race, boys. Phillies and mares in an allowance. We're going. Uh, Six and a half, and it's the proper six and a half. We're going down the hill, which we talked about before. We've got an oversubscribed field in this spot. Chappie, I know you were interested in this one. Can we pull us a price in this ninth race at Santa Anita on Sunday? You know, to me, this I'm going to spread here, you know, Duke. Like an, an interesting race is if you go back and look at Summer Lake, who looked, I know the horse got an easy lead, but looked very impressive. But that was also with Detori on board, and he got aggressive once again. Yet Detori jumps off and goes to a Baltus horse who's 12 to 1 in the morning line, um, who hasn't ran since last July. And so I, just for that reason alone, I think that horse is a use. Uh, I think the Summer Lake as well, even with Antonio Frisou, who's been very good jumping aboard is a use. Uh, another horse I thought had some upside was number five, Vingaza. We, we talked about Mandela being hot. The horse might have needed his last race. Uh, you don't often see Mandela after winning a maiden race go straight into a grade two. So obviously I think he, he has some high uh, expectations of this horse. I, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place in here. So I'm going to use as many as I can because I'm, I'm going to go short 
early in the sequence. I don't have a standout. I th this looks ripe for a price here. I wrote down three eleven and five for you, Chappie, in the notes I'm going to send around to the In the Money Plus people. Any that you want to number check as backup slash hookups in here? I mean, let's let's throw the eight in for good measure. So three five eight eleven. All right, we'll see if, if one of those four can get the job done. Duke, how about you? Do you agree with Chappie that this is an open race where we might be able to find a price? Yeah, I think so. Um, we talked about this Detori factor on the hill. Uh, I can't leave that one out. Uh, I know he's off a long layoff, but I think Baltus won with a similar type horse the other day, didn't he, in a stake race where he was coming off mile races and ran down the hill and yes, off a layoff. Um, didn't have Detori, I don't believe, but. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm definitely including Pleasant Wave, the three. There's no way I could keep that one out. Venganza had, uh, is the red hot Mandela. And I also had, I had that horse having a horrible trip two back and then came back once off the layoff going six, now gets six and a half. I got to use that one. Um, don't do forgets a very consistent horse. I think might be a tight, just a tad bit overmatched maybe cause it's a cow bread, but I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't toss it. Get the money has some interesting breeding that uh, could possibly make that horse, you know, a chance. It's off another one, another one off a long layoff, which I don't particularly like, but um, has a chance. Summer Lake you mentioned is the speed, um, but I think I think I'll lean on the three and five uh, as my top two, and then I'll have a big spread, uh, you know, as my uh, as my underneath horses, including the what are they, the eight, ten, eleven. Probably I might even include uh, might even include the two in there maybe as a ridiculous long shot. What's the angle on uh, on Sunshine Babe for you in this spot? What are you seeing that appeals? Um, it's just something about those horses that run a mile. I don't know what it is about the milers that go down the hill. They just seem to um, they seem to always run well. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what how what the case is of why it happens. But she'll be coming from, you know, way back. But yeah, if there's given the ground and uh, they, you know, they, 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 you know, they come back to the field, that would be one I might think could do it. But I'm leaning on the five as my top choice, even though it's a tough race. Five and three on the top line for Duke. To your point about Sunshine Babe, has a fourth at 13 to one and a third at 30 to one going down the hill in those PPs. So certainly for your vertical players out there, I don't think I'd be too keen to leave that one out. Um, you, it's going to be a name your price type of situation. I think for her in this spot with so many other ways to go, we close things out with more graded stakes action in the form of the Buena Vista for Phillies and mares four and up going a mile and a field of 11 going postward. Duke, when it comes to this pick six at Santa Anita on Sunday, how are we going to get paid? Well, I tell you one thing, Frankie Dottori better have a good day if I'm going to do well. Because <laughs> I like I like the 11. I like Mufi. Um, I don't usually like 11 posts going a mile, but this horse has had some terrible trips uh, last two starts. Even at Turfway, had a terrible trip. And then uh, and last time got super rank and um, with Kimura and still ran second. I think probably was best in that race. To, and a lot of these horses are coming out of that race. So uh, I like the 11 Mufi. Um, my second choice would be Ruby Nell, who's an interesting horse. She uh, Sometimes she runs off. Sometimes she doesn't. You know, it's like one of the, you don't know what she's got, what style she's going to take uh, on this day. But um, 
she kind of gets hurt a little bit by the five being in there, kissed by fire, who's got a ton of speed sprinting. So if she's going to win, she's going to have to sit today, which worries me a little bit. And then I probably close out with closing remarks as my third choice. She just always puts in a, a good run and, uh, you know, it seems like she's always around there. So I was, uh, five was I 11, five, eight be my, my three there. 11, six, eight, I think, uh, with, with, uh, uh six, I'm sorry. Yeah. 11, six, eight. Sorry. Yeah. Ruby Mel last time I thought had a, it was an interesting race. I really liked her in there. And I thought it was one of those rip up your tickets out of the gate when she didn't break. And yeah. then after not breaking, the Tory kind of grabbed her, which I thought was interesting. And I thought it was crazy at the time, but ended up running third, beating less than two. I don't know. Maybe she learned something. Maybe she learned a little bit about how to rate. Look, I'm not super excited at seven to two, but no. she, she is one I had. I do think that last race was a little bit better than it looked because it, it could have been a complete disaster after uh, sh she didn't break with alacrity that day and, you know, lost to the super game. Didia in that spot, who's, uh, you know, obviously nowhere to be found in this race. So I think that's an interesting one worth underlining a little bit. Chappie, how about you? How do you want to close this thing out? I, I've always been a huge Ruby Nell fan, but I am going to toss Ruby Nell today. I do think that Ruby Nell, like like Duke said, kind of crazy sometimes. And, and Maldonado's on board. There, there's going to be other speed. I just got to – the way the pace is playing out of my head, I think it's going to set up for a closer. Um, my, my top pick actually is Bella Bell. I, I loved Bella Bell last time out as lone speed, but – Second off the layoff, this horse does not need the lead whatsoever, and I think she's very talented. Is going to get a terrific trip. Uh, my second play is Mufi, who Duke said who just I don't love the eleven hole, but just should get a good trip. Should be flying late. Detori back aboard. Um, I just think it sets up for somebody off the pace. That being said, my third choice is closing remarks. Who? You know, last time out just looked like I don't know. I didn't. I, I love her, and I did not like her last time out. And uh, but but this this race sets up well for her late kick as well. So I'm four eleven eight in that order. Great stuff, boys. So good to talk to you about these races. Want to remind folks again, we've got contest Saturday at Santa Anita. The excuse me, Gulfstream, the Ultimate Betting Challenge Sunday the Big Cap Challenge at Santa Anita, Preakness Future Wager as well this weekend. That closes Saturday at 8 p.m. If you want to learn more about the contest, go to expressbet.com slash tournaments. Duke, you going to throw your hat in the ring in either of these uh, contests this weekend? Have you decided yet? I didn't even know about the one at Santa Anita. Is that, is that a new one? Last second. Because once, the, once they moved Saturday to Sunday, they decided to uh, – they, the, according to the written rules of UBC, that all they, they the, those races had to be run on Saturday, so they invented a new one for the rescheduled Sunday, which I I think is smart and you know might be interesting because you know you might be able to get involved where a lot of people don't even know what's going on. Is it on track only? No, I think it's on track and through Express Bet. Okay. So, yeah, I might. I didn't even know anything about it, so I'm uh, that's. Enticing for I mean for this card I mean for sure we got room for you Duke if you want to come out <laughs> I, I'll find a spot yeah Chappie will see you out of the yeah. 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 Well, I got tickets got you. you're good I won't be in Sweet Seventeen with uh, James Henry no no <laughs> <laughs> the man in black always uh, 
you know, always a feature on these airwaves. Great seeing him out there and definitely somebody who is, is liable to play in any contest, a former oh, uh, horse players, world series champion, uh, James Henry, AKA the man in black. All right, boys, I'll leave you to it. Um, great getting a chance to chat with you on this show. Hopefully folks will uh, follow along and uh, join in on this Preakness Future Wager as well as the contest. Once again, the URL, if you want to get involved, expressbet.com slash tournaments. For Duke Matisse, for Jeff Chappie Chapman, I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May you win all your photos. <laughs>